Drop the subject. Welcome. It's Allie Johnson and Dr. James Simmons. It's Tuesday, which means that we've got just the tip Tuesday to look forward to. Uh, all kinds of good stuff coming your way for the next few hours here on the new channel Q. Wanted to ask you, James, since you are the mask expert. Yes, of um, course. Oh, sorry. I had my mask on. <laughs> Let me take it off. Sorry. Maskyoki gate. Oh, God. Yeah, Maskyoki. Oh, RIP, man. That was a segment that we did on the show several weeks ago. It did not go well. Our boss did not like it. We were told to never do it again. <laughs> Ever. Ever. So, <laughs> sorry if you really loved Maskyoki, which I, if you're listening, you probably didn't like it, but it is on the podcast. If you wanted oh. to listen, uh, drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. I believe there is the, there's an episode that ti- that's titled Maskyoki. So if you want to hear the horror for, for yourself, for you can do saved that. in the annals of digital history for forever. Yeah, sometimes you wish, sometimes I regret that we have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. That's saved forever. Forever, forever. Yeah, Yeah. forever. I have a different mask question, though. Okay, bring it. When you are out and about, likely at a grocery store, I don't really go many places besides the grocery store these days, (laughs) Um, but even going on a walk or, you know, if I'm in the mail room and I've got my mask on... There are ways to try and appear friendly while you still have a mask on. And I don't know if you do this, but I've found myself like say, say I'm say I'm in line at the check stand at the grocery store. Uh-huh. And I want to make sure that the grocery store workers know that I, I like and appreciate them. So I'm striking up conversation more than normal. This is a good then, thing. Right. I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, Oh, I'm good. I'm this and that. You know, we have more of an exchange than we normally would. Sure. Becoming more friendly with the people who work at the check stands at my local grocery store because I'm there a lot. (laughs) So. (laughs) Right. But the first thing I do when I walk up to the check stand and it's my turn, I try to smile as hard as possible to the point where (laughs) it's it's. Clear in my eyes that I'm smiling. I'm uh, trying to smise. It's it's we're reaching the age of smizing, uh-huh. where you're trying to squint your eyes and appear as happy as possible just from the tippy top of your face because no one can see you actually smiling. Do and- you find yourself doing this? Because I'm doing it and I feel like <laughs> I'm overdoing it, but I do feel like it works. And I see, I even exchange eye smiles with people in the aisles oh, okay. where it's like trying to, trying to say, Hey, no, no harm, no foul. Hey, I'm here. I'm aware of your presence. Uh-huh. Hey, we're all good. You know, I feel like you kind of have to do that now. People are getting so nervous around each other right. or feeling like, oh, what's going on? Are they going to socially distance? So to give a little smize with your eyes seems to be effective. I, I, I'm just kind of cracking up right now at this thought of you smiling so hard. <laughs> like I'm smiling so hard that I'm, you're making your eyes. And see, here's the thing though, Allie. You have a nice, lovely, svelte face. I have a oh, big, big round noggin with big, cute, they're super cute, but they're huge cheeks, right? I got these big cheeks. And you so, do have big cheeks. Right, when I smile hard, I just look crazy, I think. Like, my <laughs> eyes get all, like, whatever. And I do have, I've got some eye lines. I've got some, like, laugh lines around my eyes, which I think is a sign of a, a fun life so far, I guess. But 
I, I think I look crazy. Like I'm a big dude, right? So, and and I move kind of fast. So if I'm moving through the grocery store or whatever, <laughs> and I've got my mask on, and I think when I try to smile super hard, because <laughs> I do do that, I'm with you, I do the same thing. I think I look crazy because most of the time I'm looking down at people and I've got these like <laughs> cheeks that are squishing my eyes together, but I'm trying extra hard for them to know that like I'm a friendly giant running through your store. And I think it maybe has the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> right. People are just like, ah, right. this guy's going to steal my pasta. Right, right. Like I look like I'm crazy. Like I look like, oh, oh. Okay, uh, this guy, nope, he's moving too fast. He's a big dude. And he's looking at me like all like sinister when really I'm right, the same yes. thing. Like underneath, I'm like smiling so, so hard. The other thing that happens too is I'm a little bit of a mumbler and mm, it in, makes it in, hard. I would consider you a mumbler. Definitely not on the air, but I get accused of being a mumbler a lot in, in person, like in life. And it's hard when you have a mask on and you're mumbling. So I'll say things like, oh, you know, oh, excuse me, hon, I'm so sorry. Or I'm told I'm just going to go around you or like, uh, you know, hold tight, you know. Right. It's just like, oh, can I grab that for you? Right. And so I have this like sinister eye looking thing over the mask (laughs) and I'm mumbling and people can't understand what I'm saying. And I think it scares them even more. Some people are just like completely creeped out by your presence when you're trying (laughs) so hard to appear nice and friendly and likable. If they could just see your big ass cheeks and smile, they would know that you are a friendly giant. (laughs) And and you're right. There is a very slight difference between happy smile and sinister smile, especially Uh when you've got a, you know, your eyes are squinted. And I mean, God forbid if you're rubbing your hands together and actually (laughs) trying to smile for real, but you look like a sinister weirdo. I also run around with theme music in the background too, just like playing on my phone constantly and i think that makes me even more maybe i should change my theme music maybe it should be like happier wait so you're listening to music at all times i mean you you don't or you have like theme music going on in your head you no mean? no i have wherever i go just theme music plays like when i walk oh, in got a room it. got it theme music no, yeah, just yeah. plays they're like here he is so i think a lot of times people are you know if i i tried to change it to like my little pony but then i think like my little pony <laughs> theme music with sinister eyes and mumbling under a mask might actually uh, i'm like it i'm like the clown even right, even happy, even happy theme music for you would still seem creepy. <laughs> I'm like, but if I had my little pony like, theme, ah! <laughs> <laughs> me people would think I'm happy even if I had the forensic files theme music following me around. <laughs> They'd be like, "Hey, sweetie, she's great. I'll solve a mystery with you, sure." <laughs> when we come back, we've talked before about your house smelling, but what about you smelling differently? That could be happening oh. in the times of COVID. We'll get to it next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, Drop the Subject continues. Aren't you excited? Allie Johnson, James Simmons here, and I have not seen Allie or smelled you in months and months and months, and that may be You're a welcome. good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we are. Uh, that is probably a good thing because quarantine has changed a lot in our lives, including our smells. Now, hold on. Don't, don't everybody react to this because it's very true. Like... Our habits, how we interact with people, how we're working out, like all of these different things have changed because of COVID-19 and our need to quarantine plus or minus like a lot of quarantine, right? Well, one of the things that you may not have thought about in all of this, but is starting to rear its smelly head, if you will, lately, is that your smell, how you smell 
may actually be changing because of quarantine. Yeah, and we're not just talking about like, I have a theory on why I'm smelling more often. And it's just because I'm sitting in one place. I'm sitting in my home. I'm, I'm for the most part, wearing the sweats I slept in. And I'm just kind of sitting here on a, on a chair with a pillow under it and not moving around a lot. So there's not a lot of parts airing out, if mm, you know what I mean. Right, right, so if right, I'm walking right. around or if I'm traveling to different places, then you're kind of, you're airing out your body parts a little bit. Right now, I'm in more of a position where things are festering. So <laughs> that's don't, don't there's use a bit that of word a, there's, there's a bit yourself, of a funk Allie. happening and it happens sooner <laughs> rather than later. But this topic is fascinating because it's actually about your microbiomes and the makeup of the of the um of the bacteria and the fungi inside your body and how that's changing and how, how that can actually just make you smell differently. Yeah, I think this is crazy. So our microbiome, like as much as people may or may not understand this, like we have 11 billion different types of bacteria that live in and on and around us at all times. And they are part of who we are. They are very much part of our, our makeup and how our gut works, how our immune system works, how our brains work, how our skin works, like all these different things, right? So we need our microbiome and it is very, very much impacted by our environment and what we put into our bodies. So not just like, oh, my poop is green because I drank a bunch of red wine the night before or my poop is dark or whatever, right? But like your actual biome that creates all of these things in you and helps us function, well, all of these, those things get secreted eventually, right? We lose water in our body. We lose all these things by peeing and pooping and sweating. And there's this thing called insensible loss where there's a certain amount of like, dehydration that occurs from you just having like a little bit of almost imperceptible amount of sweat all the time. Well, that's a lot of time where our smell comes from. Like even if we're not like working out or whatever, we're just sort of always right. You're like, just like releasing your pheromones or whatever, your, right? your whatnot through your skin. Your skin needs to breathe, right? It's porous for a reason. Well, that because all the microbiology in you and on you and around you is changing, that smell is also changing and it might be a little funky hmm interesting so my stank is becoming a different stank maybe i would end up smelling maybe some people would end up sm smelling better after I, I this wonder. you know there are some people that just have weird smells we were like huh Okay, what is that? You smell like a rusty tire iron all the time. <laughs> this is so interesting. Like, well, I did have a an ex who told me I smelled like a crayon. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Do you think you smell uh, like a crayon? I don't think I smell like a crayon. Is I it a certain color? I don't, nope, didn't say because you, you, but you just know like how Crayola, like all crayons before they yeah, were that scented, waxy smell, that kind of waxy smell. And I was like, is it bad? He's like, no, 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 not at all. It, it, it works. Like I'm not offended by it or whatever. It's, it's neither here nor there. You just smelled like a crayon to me. <laughs> okay, well, great. you know, I think also another thing that's telling is what your car smells like, because that's where oh, really my. it's your b microbiome is all up in that small space. Mm. So I, I think someone's bed and someone's car are huge indicators of how you smell as a person. And I remember one time I um, I was having a, fr a friend got in my car, a guy friend of mine, and I was like, does my car smell bad? 
And he was like, no, it smells like my grandma. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh. Am I a person that smells like old people? You're like, oh, no, I'm an old people person. Right. Ah. But then smelling like an old person could be a good or a bad thing. Sometimes people really find comfort in the smell of an old person or that old mothball-y kind of furniture very, smell. It's it's very, very true. I find the shuffling gait of like an older person very mm-hmm. comforting the sound of right. that because it reminds me of my grandfather yeah so there's yeah. you know there are things though that you can do by the way if your microbiome you feel like you smell a little bit and your microbiome's a little bit off you can do like prebiotics probiotics of course um and also changing the way you eat makes a big difference and if you even want to bring in some other things that are like uh, foods that have like fermented in nature that can really change it. Now, this is kind of an experiment because it might change it for the worse. But if you were smelling yes. yourself and feeling like I am funky all the time, I need to mix this up. Definitely mix up what you're washing your body with, the frequency you're washing your body and what you are putting in it. Yeah. And um, just use just go ahead and go with the old school chemicals when it comes to deodorant. All right. I don't know. If come with a, a great <laughs> natural deodorant. That's really working. Um, no, that's just my opinion. More drop the subject when we come back. Ooh. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. A non smelly James non smelly Allie here with you on a Tuesday and God bless you. <laughs> you're very, you're very welcome. I finally, you know, it was getting that bad that we could smell each other through the FaceTime. I tell you <laughs> what, that um, is an Apple update. I don't want. <laughs> right? No, no, I don't want this new feature. Um, so listen, I love going to the movies, and obviously we haven't had a chance to do that because of you know coronavirus, at least here in Southern California. But there's been sort of some interesting drama going on between some heavy hitters in Hollywood movie industry. So AMC, the world's largest movie theater chain, had some big issues with Comcast Universal, their movie arm, their movie-making arm. And this essentially revolved around the Trolls World Tour. So basically, Comcast Uni was like, we have this movie. Remember how much I loved Trolls World Tour? This is what started all? Well, because so COVID happened, and Comcast was like, fine, we're just going to release this movie online. And we're going to charge people 20 bucks for it. And it went over like gangbusters. And then all of a sudden, you know, AMC was like, "Uh, you can't start doing this. You can't start not running movies in theaters because this is our source of income, right? Like, we need you to do this. And Comcast was like, we're going to do whatever the heck we want. And AMC was like, fine, when we reopen, we're never going to show any of your movies. And so these two have been going back and forth. All of this sort of a theoretical argument because movie theaters aren't open anyway. (laughs) Right, right. right. So, I mean, I would definitely say that Comcast had a leg up. Yeah. Yeah. argument from the beginning but i mean to come back and say hey we're not going to play any of your movies in our theaters that's definitely uh that, that's definitely something that that would perk their ears up but um you know th- i know a lot of people that would pay the price of a movie to see the movie if it's like brand new and just came out you're paying 20 bucks to go see the movie right now you can't see the movie in theaters but if you're just sitting on your couch and you're like, I feel like you impulse buy so easily on that. Where oh you're like, oh, it's three gosh. bucks, whatever. I'll buy that movie. Totally. Oh, whatever. It's $2 for this episode, whatever. So you just kind of do it and without uh, thinking about it. It's like the money isn't there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Well, especially when it's just as easy as like the tap of an Apple TV remote. 
and you've got like yeah. two glasses of wine in and you're just like laying there and comfy and you're like, oh my God, we finally, especially the whole couple thing, right? We're like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? And then when you finally both figure out something that you want to watch. And- I know. And then you click on it and then you're like, damn it. It's like seven bucks or 20 <laughs> bucks or whatever it is. And then you're like, just do it. Just do it. Oh my God. I'm going to strangle you. Right. So that, so then you end up just doing it. Well, this, I mean, this was a big deal. And this, I think this sort of deal that they struck and and let me let me tell you guys about the deal so essentially what they said was that comcast universal films will be released in theaters first and then we as a viewing public only have to wait 17 days before it will be available to us online so that's the deal they came to and normally the normal time span for that when a movie comes out in theaters and then you get it online is about 75 days so like three and a half months so they shorten it from three and a half months to two and a half weeks essentially between when a movie drops in theaters and when it drops for you online and this was the deal that they came to again all of this sort of a moot point for the foreseeable future because i'm not sure when we're really going to actually open movie theaters again well, that's probably why AMC was like, fine, we'll just make it. And, and I'm sure they have to get some kind of money from that. But 17 days just seems like a very specific amount of time. Like somebody <laughs> like they were you can see in the negotiations going two weeks. No, no. 30 days, uh, 16 days. No, 21 days, uh, 17 days. OK, fine. Right, 17 fine. days. That's exactly so, how that went. <laughs> but, but but I remember you know, there were movies that I wanted to see and they would be out in theaters and then I would see that like what they what pissed me off is that they would advertise for them on Apple TV or on whatever you're watching. Uh-huh. And then it'd be like not available until this day. And you'd be like, God, then don't put it on my screen if I can't have it. <laughs> you're like, oh, I hate that when you do that. Oh. But so now you can you have in. it. Yeah, they do. Because I'm like, okay, as soon as Onward comes out, I'm going to watch it or whatever. <laughs> was that your one? Now, was Onward your Trolls World Tour? <laughs> it was just, no, <laughs> I have not seen Trolls World Tour yet. But what do you think about how long a musical should run on Broadway before they make it on demand? Because Hamilton, Whoa. that was like two years. But then it's like... Okay, there's people that are probably not going to be seeing musicals for, you know, in the foreseeable future. And Broadway thrives on live shows and audiences. So and I think about this with comedy specials and stuff, too. Is there going to be more? Are there going to be more performances that don't have audiences that are going to be made and then put on demand so people can watch these musicals? Otherwise, what's going to happen to the to the industry? I, that's such a fascinating question because I wonder like, okay, what if you start doing, what if you test all of the actors and the stage production team or whatever, and then you put on a Broadway show, but it's just streamed live and then people can buy tickets to that stream, except how do you prevent other people from not buying tickets? But if it's streamed out to the world and you say, hey, please donate what you think a ticket cost would be, you might actually end up making more money. Like, right. Oh, I think we're and they could use here. that. Okay. All right. Well, leave it to the gays to figure out a future for musical theater. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject with Allie and James. We just talked about movie theaters, so let's talk about something else you're probably not doing, flying. But the good news is that it seems the airlines are finally making up for those baggage fees. You know, 
when they announced that everyone was going to have to pay for bags, I was like, you, I was shaking my fist to those friendly skies going, why, why, why? Pretty I mean, evil. back in the pretty evil move, wasn't it? It was a, it was definitely a, a D move. Yeah. Um, and then they started slowly taking away other things like the little in-flight meals. And now they have those stupid snack boxes that are like 10 bucks. And really now you you have that basic economy thing where you don't even get to carry a ba- like you have a backpack or a purse and that's it and you barely have like you have, I think you have to pay for a seatbelt now so <laughs> you have to pay for your seat to recline so we actually have some good airline news for you because one of an airline you know, one airline is incentivizing people to fly by offering to pay for your medical costs if you catch covid while traveling i think this is absolutely insane but brilliant at the same time and of course it's emirates well yeah because emirates is classy oh my gosh they are i've never flown emirates but i just went on an emirates plane and got to see it it is out of control you toured an emirates plane i toured an emirates plane because i'm sort of a plane nerd i'm sort of like a traveling flying nerd and you're a plane nerd i told i had no idea (laughs) i'm totally a plane nerd well i i I don't know i'm just like whatever i i'm i'm a plane nerd i'll just leave it at that and these things are crazy so sometimes when you see people like celebrities who are like or like dj khaled always talks about like he flies or drake is like i got an apartment in the sky or whatever those are emirates planes with like two bedroom apartments in the skies and even they're like premium economy is like most people's first class like emirates is gorgeous and beautiful and there's a reason why they always are like top airline in the world and all this stuff so it doesn't surprise me that the dubai-based airline would actually say that they will provide up to are you ready? $176,000 towards your medical expenses plus $120 per day, like per diem to cover your accommodations if you are diagnosed with COVID-19 while like traveling with Emirates. So I have flown Emirates on, (gasps) it was not on purpose. It was not, it was, it was, it was when we flew to Nepal and India for that wedding last year. And Uh I was just doing whatever deals there were. I wasn't like, uh, I'm going to fly Emirates. I, I think I flew China Southern there, which is like the spirit airlines of international flying. Right, right. Um, and it was, I mean, it's 15 hours. It's a long time to be on a plane. Um, but on the way back, it was, and it just automatically did it for us. It was like, and you're flying Emirates on the way back. I was like, yes. And if you're going <laughs> to fly on the way back home when you don't want to be going home, right. that's the one to do it in style. Totally. It was even the, econ- I mean, I was basic economy. It was still super nice. There were still so many things included, but walking past those like pod apartment oh style, uh, it was it was pretty badass. Yeah. yeah, and the food was really good, and all of the flight attendants are like so damn classy. You're just like, mm, I feel classy right now. Um, <laughs> but like, imagine this. this this airline said that they'll also pay pay funeral costs. I mean, medical expenses and funeral costs. If you can imagine other airlines getting on board with this, pun intended, and you know you're in the hospital just like, feeling crappy, and then all of a sudden. And they're like in your room. You gotta put a mask on, you know. And it's all like COVID related. That is great. I know Emirates should maybe hire Todrick to do that video for them, but it's a COVID edition, right? That would be awesome. Yeah. 
we realize you have a choice in who you <laughs> in who you get in who you get COVID with. <laughs> in who you get COVID from. <laughs> And then that like contortionist like rolls in and she's like, meow, meow, here's your food. And you're like, yeah. Like, with a mask on and she's like flipping hand sanitizer in the air. It's like squirting on its own. She's like covering herself in it. She's like, see, you can still be safe. Fly Emirates. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to it. I will be right back with more Drop the Subject. 0.01% of you who have never operated a seatbelt before. Really? Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. For those of you millennials out there, uh, Gen, what are they? Un- what are under millennials? Gen G- Gen Zs, Gen Ys, Gen somethings who may not have heard of this. There's a thing called email. Ooh, you, <laughs> you think Gen Zers don't know what email is? <laughs> you t- I don't know. They're starting to use like they like they only chat to each other. Or they only speak in like TikTok code. I don't know what the kids are up to these days. But there's you know there's all of this these email etiquette things and there are some things that drive people crazy in email but bottom line we all have to use it and i feel like everyone does have this one or two things that happen in email land that just alley drive you crazy what is your biggest email pet peeve because it happened to you recently and i think that it's relatable i think everybody who well i'll make a specific point about uh-huh. this story after you tell it, because I think it points out something very specific about the types of personalities that exist <laughs> and how they reply to emails. How they, how they yes, because that that is a whole thing. And I, oh, I'm getting really triggered by this. So I actually have two. I'll save my second one for 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 after the first conversation. So I, I was on an email chain and someone, you know, sent a whole thing like, oh, you know, we're doing X, Y, and Z. We're sending this stuff to, you know, our friend. I've also CC'd her on the email, blah, blah, blah. So someone writes back, oh, and and they said in the email, the address is below to send the stuff and she's CC'd on the email. So this was to like 15 people. The third person who who replied all to the email said, can you please send us her address? And then, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I know it's coming. I know Mm -hmm. it's coming. And then, you know, 13 and a half minutes later, when the eighth person replied all to everyone, another pet peeve. Like if yep. it's unnecessary, wrote back, oh, I'll definitely reach out to her. Um, no. So we had already established in the first email that was only two lines long that this person that we're referencing is CC'd on the email and that their address is below. Ugh. Yeah. So so this is where the personality types come in, because it, it there are many, many people out there who even if it is a two line email <laughs> will not read the email they it's will too much. they will read it's they too much. no one wants to read they don't want to read they will read the subject line and the first three words of the email uh-huh and then they will go okay well, what do i need to do to get this done um okay i need the address and i need to know and i need to let them know right. that i'm going to work that i'm going to reach out yeah. so i'll just respond and then i'll move on to the next thing so the people who actually read so let me back up a second. Uh-huh. On Twitter, oh. there was there was a tweet that went out that said, <laughs> all of the people who are wearing masks and social distancing right now are all the people who were doing the group project by themselves <laughs> in school. <laughs> That's totally true. And the people who read emails all the way through respond in a comprehensive fashion. Those are also the people that did the entire group project <laughs> 
while the people who do the replying, oh, just give me the information I need, are the people who were like, I have this great idea for the group project. And then they walk away and, and absolve themselves of all the responsibility of actually doing the hard work. And here's the thing. I am I am like critical. Okay. Like even in when Chris and I were in counseling a bunch of years ago, which is great. Everyone should be in counseling. It did wonders mm-hmm. for our relationship. One of the things in counseling was that like the counselor was like, James, you are too focused on efficiency. Like I have this like issue in my life where I cannot handle things that are inefficient. It just drives me crazy. And so a lot of times, like if I know there's going to be a long queue for something or if like whatever, like I just, I have to put myself in a mental place where I just like know that I have to deal with this. Right. And so I, it's not that, and I'm actually a really good teacher. I'm not like an overwhelmingly inpatient person. I just, there's certain things when it doesn't need to be inefficient and it is, it drives me crazy. Like basically how everyone in Southern California drives. So (laughs) I, I digress. So what makes me angry about this is that the people who are reading the email quickly think they are doing themselves a service by moving fast. And then what they're actually doing is making the entire process inefficient and longer because they're not taking the time to read the email. If you would have quite literally read a two-line email, you would know that all of the information you needed was there, the address, and that the person was already CC'd on the email. Then you could have written one email to that one person and moved on with your life. Totally agree. And I would like to add a couple of other email pet peeves that really bother me. One uh-huh. of which is reply all, like we've talked about reply, reply alling when it doesn't apply to anybody but you. Correct. Oh, um, my God. Uh, well, but what about my situation of this and this? And it's like, but no, this doesn't apply to no. anybody. So why aren't you just at, like, why do you think you're doing everyone a favor by reply alling right now? Correct. My other one is if you're in a correspondence with somebody and it's going back and forth and back and forth and then it ends with them having to do something and then they ghost you. <laughs> <laughs> right. They don't, they don't like wrap it all up or, or even or to, like they, they have to actually start do something in order to reply and be like, okay, I read through this. Here's my thoughts or whatever it is. Then it just completely stops and they ghost you. And you're like, it's because you had to work. It's because you had to uh-huh, do something. Uh-huh, that you and it's just so obvious. It. Yep. Yeah. So, or like, I'm asking you a question that you don't know or don't want to find out the answer to. So you're just going to not respond when it's very obvious because you've been responding very quickly back and forth. Oh, that my, uh, you're available and reading the emails. Uh huh. And then they stop. Last two, when they take that chain alley and then forward it to like a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, this was a private conversation. And then I have to wrap with this. This one drives me crazy. When someone asks you a question in an email, hey, could you, you know, print out the TPS reports for me and forward to me to them by five? And then they sign the email, please advise. Oh, please advise. You don't like the please advise. Uh, or when people sometimes say please advice, like they spell it wrong. <laughs> I, I, I literally sometimes have to get up from my computer and walk away because I, I'm. you just asked me a question. You don't need to, need to then say please advise. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Or the people who send out a big all staff email and then they have to send up follow up corrections to that email because they didn't really proofread the first email. Jesse's That's trying to tell us one. to move on right now, but he clearly um, didn't read his email. He with the email says that we can drone on as long as, as we know. As we, we do want have to, to go. About, All right, yeah. we are back with more drop the subject. Please advise. Ah! Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and James, and because it is Tuesday. 
That means you know we are getting to just the tip Tuesday, which means we share tips, tricks, and life hacks, things that make your life a little easier in this crazy world we're living in. Yesterday on the show, we took a personality test. Uh, you know, we've learned about our personalities previously on the show. We learned about uh, our personalities when we did learning from the 1950s. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was also told in a Zoom class that I was a, quote, interesting person, which means I have a horrible personality. <laughs> Forgot about that. And, Inter- and, interesting. In a very Midwestern, passive aggressive way. Oh, Allie, yeah. you're, you're, you're so such an interesting, interesting person. <laughs> I cannot, it's against my nature to say something negative. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we took our Myers Briggs test, which I had not heard of, but uh, according to my wife, I've already taken this test and I completely for- forgot about oh. it because weed has stolen my memory. But. We took it for each other yesterday on the show, found out what our personality types are. I am an INFJ. James is an ENFJ. And of course, these letters, we don't have to explain all of them. I mean, E is for extrovert. I is for introvert. T is for thinkers. F is for feelers. S is for sensors. N is for intuitives, judgers, and perceivers. So whatever your four-letter combination is, is uh, what makes up your personality according to this Myers-Briggs test. So for just the tip Tuesday, and we're not going to go through every single Myers-Briggs personality <laughs> yes, type. Yes, we are. But no. they have a kind of a rundown of what the best workout for you is based on your personality. And I think some of these are a little bit surprising that... There are there's certain types of exercises. For in, for instance, there's ESTJs out there. So extrovert sensing, thinking, judging people. Their best exercise is yoga, which to me is very interesting because I think of yoga as being sort of a very, at least for me, is a very personal, very introspective sort of thing. I like to be right. alone and unbothered and like really into my yoga, even if I'm not like feeling all spiritual and crystals and stuff in that moment. Like I just, my yoga is about me, leave me alone. But they're actually saying extroverts really kind of get into yoga. You know, I kind of find that to be true because I'm more introverted and I've done a lot of yoga and I'm not a person who feels like I need to do a lot of yoga. Oh, really? Oh. And I've done I've done so much of it, especially <laughs> going to acting school. It was like downward dog was like a class, you know, right, so right, I was right. doing a lot of yoga and I learned to really appreciate it. But I, it's not really my chosen form of exercise. Uh-huh. And, and but I can understand people who are extroverted wanting to kind of be introspective during a workout i may and maybe that's the thing maybe that's the key especially because i am an n e n f j right so i'm an extroverted person so maybe that is maybe those are my you know 45 to 60 minutes whenever i'm doing it where i'm like okay i'm being introverted now leave me alone because even though if you know whatever your myers brig it's a personality type it's not a hard and fast rule you know it's not just like oh you're a thinker and you're always a thinker and that's it right 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 Um, let's go to who I feel sorriest for, Uh which is ESTPs who are into extreme sports. It's entire, (laughs) very dangerous. Those are people who are extroverted, uh, sensory, they're thinkers, they're perceivers, they're highly active. They build a lot of movement into their day naturally. And they prefer when workouts are sort of like playtime. So extreme sports, snowboarding, rails, blading, 
uh, I don't know. They, these seem like the type of people who would jump off of a giant cliff with those little like squirrel flying suits on. <laughs> That's called base jumping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's very, very dangerous. Also supposed to be like one of the coolest things you can ever do. But don't ever do it because it's like really, 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 really dangerous. Yeah. Pretty sure you can't get life insurance if you enjoy that. Right. Um, for me, uh, my INFJ, so that's mine, is in- introspective, intuitive, feeling, and judgy. Uh, apparently, I like circuit training, which is kind of true. Yeah. It, it says I'm a high achiever. I love to make uh... plans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just breeze right past that one. <laughs> right. You, you do like Circuit to make training. plans. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I do. I'm an achiever. I don't know if high achiever is the right, right word, but it allows me to map out a series of exercises to work through. It's a great fit for my personality type. Uh-huh. But then you, you're an ENFJ. It says you prefer swimming. Do you enjoy? I know you like being in the water, but do you prefer swimming as a form of exercise? I do love being in the water, and I do actually really like swimming. So I have done quite a few triathlons in my life, and I am the strongest of the three disciplines is my swimming, and I like it the most. And it tends to be, this is probably also why it's the best, it tends to be the one that I train the most. Particularly my first triathlons were longer, and so I was not a great swimmer at the time, so I would train swimming a lot and really hard, and they're like, I, you know, they're saying I prefer to find a groove and do something very regimented, which is true. When I'm working out, I don't want to think, I just want someone to tell me what to do. And so if I'm just like, I'm just going to freestyle 1700 meters or whatever, and it's going to take me as long as it takes me, and then I just turn my brain off and I just do it. I love it. Interesting. Well, I think that this list is obviously we can't go through the rest of it. We got to go. But uh, I mean, ISFP, they like rowing. That's a tough one. ESFPs, they like high intensity training, yeah. uh, bar running, weightlifting. There's a whole thing here for all the 16 di- different personality types and what you like doing. Um, also, I, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get hiking as a lesbian. I feel like you have to be like, I uh, I N F J L G B T, and then it kind of will change your <laughs> and then it will, preferences right. based on your sexuality put, and put, your personality. Puts, puts it all in, right? I I think this last one is a cop out. By the way, E N T P. They're like personal training. No, you don't get to stand around and tell yeah. everybody else what yeah, to that's do. That's for rich people. No, that is not right. Uh, whatever Myers Briggs workout test. Fine, forget you. <laughs> okay, gosh, news it or lose it on deck. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, News It or Lose It time here on Drop the Subject, doing things a little differently with our News It or Lose It. We are each presenting each other with two stories. We can news only one. It is a showcase showdown in the Ooh. sense that if you say no, if you pass on that first headline, you could get something better that you really wanted to talk about, or it could be something super crappy. It resulted in yesterday us talking about farts for a little while. I so, mean, we'll- <laughs> come on. <laughs> I promise I won't do the same to you this time. I do have two very interesting stories, but why don't you go first? News it or lose it. Story number one. So remember last week that uh, <clears throat> Congressman Louis Gommert, who oh, uh-huh. at one point in time has said that the way to prove that gay people should not be given marriage rights is to put them on a deserted island where we would all eventually die out. Yeah, that Louis Gommert, the non-mask-wearing conspiracy theorist Trump supporter, 
got COVID-19. Well, he said, Ali, I'm not sure if you heard this, but Louis Gommert, I might have contracted COVID-19 from wearing a mask. Oh, hmm. Okay. Do I want to news? I'm going to risk it and say no. I'm going to lose it. Oh, you're going to lose it. Okay. There's very, very hysterical audio there where he basically goes on and he's like, I don't know. I've been wearing a mask more in the last week. Maybe that's what gave it to me. Oh, (laughs) I'll never know what it is. Oh, geez. Okay. So, all right, Allie. Then headline number two. Mum inundated with Chewbacca roar calls after bitter (gasps) ex posts her phone number. News it. I have to news it. (laughs) I mean, you have to. This is it. Absolutely, absolutely uh, okay. hysterical story. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> here's your first. Uh oh. Here's your first headline. I James. don't like it when you laugh first. Mum inundated with Chewbacca roar calls after <laughs> bitter ex posts her phone number. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. I have that headline sitting right in front of me. Okay, then I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Two for one. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Um, and then, uh, okay, so here's your next headline. Sherpas uh, spend quarantine installing 5G service on Everest. Oh, well, I mean, I guess we got to know. I got we got I got to news it, right? Because I lost we, the yeah, first one. Yeah, we, so. exactly. You got to uh-huh. news it. Yeah. Um, okay. Why don't you go first with the mom who is in or we could just read the story at the same time. What do you think? <laughs> we, we do it together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Well, this is really funny. Now, I got I've got the brilliant, brilliant audio for this, Ali. Essentially. What happened is this Australian woman who had an ex-boyfriend who was feeling quite vengeful, uh, will, I will say, uh, posted her phone number around the neighborhood. And on this this picture, he put Chewbacca Roar Contest and said, like, call, leave a voicemail with your best Chewbacca Roar. But and the best impersonation receives a hundred bucks, so not the best you know reward at all. But I think lots of people just want to like practice their Chewbacca, right? Like uh-huh. it's a, it's a whole thing. So it uh, it really is. People obsess. Yeah, they they really do. And he posted his ex girlfriend's phone number there, and this is what kept happening to her. The calls have been waking her and her three young children up at odd hours in the <laughs> evening, and they're yet to stop. <laughs> I want 500 bucks. Yes. People were roaring and then it's like, I want my hundred bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Give me my hundred bucks. I mean, those are loud, loud, long. Isn't that that amazing? Oh my God. I think they were, they were just absolutely brilliant. It's in the evening and they're yet to stop. It sounds more like The Exorcist, right? <laughs> Than like Chewbacca. Yeah, it's like they didn't have confidence in the first roar, so they just decided to keep going. <laughs> just like kept going. Right. Uh, okay, that was so worth it. Okay, the world's highest point in the world. Well, yeah, uh-huh. it's the world's highest. Yep. Uh, now has the world's fastest self-service, <laughs> thanks to quarantine. Uh, so <laughs> while a lot of people were in quarantine, uh-huh. there was a herd of 50 yaks making their way up the slopes of Everest. They on their backs had loads of equipment, metal beams, cables, solar panels strapped down with cord. 
built uh, all the makings of 5G technology to be put and scattered across the mountainside of Everest. Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is a Chinese tech giant uh, and the China Mobile. They teamed up to bring wireless data to Everest. (laughs) Which I is mean, so important because you want to be able to FaceTime on Everest. But there, um, there are other tall mountains right around Everest. Can't we just like leave Everest alone? Like it's not like it's the only mountain around. Couldn't you just put it on a different mountain? Yeah. Well, it's part of their smart tourism initiative, which is trying to create high definition video streaming and virtual reality experience uh, experiences for digital tourists to, quote, visit Everest from anywhere in the world. So if people weren't dying from selfies before, if they, I mean, you think oh they were dying from selfies before. God, the, right. I mean, I can just see the documentary now. Like I was FaceTiming or uh, I was uh, calling my mom and then um, and we were supposed to turn around and then we didn't. And then boop, there we go. <laughs> I was trying to do a TikTok dance challenge on top of yes! Everest. Exactly. Ugh, I can't. So bad news. Uh, but there's a lot of trash on Everest. I mean, it's just terrible. What? What? You know, poor Everest. All it was doing was being tall. All right. right? It's and then already... we came along. All right. Jeez. Leave Everest alone. Free Everest. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Well, rolling right along here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James and. If you've missed anything thus far, the, there's good news. I think you might know what it is. It's the podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> Just in case. We've already talked about mask smiling, how to smile when you have your mask on. We've talked about how the airlines could help you if you can if you get COVID, at least for one airline. We've talked about our email pet peeves and much more. So if you missed any of it, download the podcast, catch everything you missed by typing in drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. And because we care about you here on Drop the Subject... We love to share any information about potential scams. Scams are on the rise, okay? Scammers are bored and they are finding ways to make money off of you, especially because a lot of people are doing most of their shopping online, including buying puppies. I know, I know Mm -hmm. it's scary to think that even scammers are entering the puppy sphere. Puppies. Innocent. I mean, puppies, kittens, and odd animal odd couples seem to be the only thing that's getting us through 2020. It's like the and the video I watched the other day where there was like a goat and a baby goat and a baby deer were cuddling a baby skunk. It was really right. cute. <laughs> right. Well, that was all scam. Okay. Oh, don't know. <laughs> well, they weren't real. They're all just people in costumes. Oh, no. I can't with my life right now. <laughs> oh. Well, there's a way that that uh, people are trying to scam you when it comes to buying puppies, especially if you try to buy them online. Buying a puppy is something that a lot of people are doing right now. And they're urging, this is especially on the uptick in Detroit. Shout out to any of our listeners uh, in Michigan. And what what's happening is that there are scammers that are outside of the U.S. and then they're infiltrating some of these websites and they're listing puppies on these websites that do not exist. So, oh, you find cute little Bailey and it's a Labradoodle and, <laughs> oh, you know, Bailey. perfect, you know, little Bailey's only like six weeks old and super cute and very social and you're reading a little profile and you're like looking at your roommates or whoever, your spouse, and you're like, let's do it. Let's just do it. And even though Bailey's a little bit expensive, maybe four or five hundred dollars, you're like, you know what? It's a it's a I'm sure it's worth it. And then you pay that money. You wait for, I don't know, a FedEx truck to drop off Bailey and it never comes. And then you realize (laughs) you've been puppy scammed. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not sure. Dude, does FedEx do like puppy delivery? I don't. I mean, I know that's not the point of the story, but I love that that was the first thing you thought. You're like, I don't know. The UPS guy like drops off Bailey like in a box. Well, you know. Yeah, in one of those like smart lockers. Okay, sure. <laughs> you have to go to the locker to get it. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, which one is it? It's like. Right, right. You're like, oh, it's that one. I hear it over there. But this is really a thing because they're preying on COVID, right? They're preying on yeah. the fact that you can't go see the actual puppy in person or they're claiming that's the case, right? Don't come see the puppy. Don't come to our place or whatever because we're trying to be safe from COVID. And so because of physical distancing, et cetera. And that should actually be one of the first things that you look for. Like if you found Bailey online and you're falling in love with Bailey and they're like, don't come like no matter what. And if you're Mm -hmm. like, but I can see the dog from six feet away and they're like, don't come. That should be Mm -hmm. a big sign, a big clue that like, ah, maybe this is one of those scam things. I better move on to the next of the 1400 trillion Labradoodles that you will find online. Exactly. And, you know, I I know you got your dog from a rescue. I got my I was actually duped into getting my cat because my sister lied to me and said that the cat would be uh, euthanized if I didn't adopt her. But really, (laughs) she was just really. Yeah. My so I got scammed by my own sister, but I'm happy about it because I love my cat. Uh Um, You got to go old school. You got to go side of the road. You got to go just basket of kittens at a shelter. You got to go just standard old school when you're adopting your pets because if you try to go new age and you're finding a a, you find something that's too good to be true it's the same with apartments man if you find an apartment that's like 250 dollars a month and it's like a seven bedroom with a pool that's not real okay same with like your husky hybrid baby you know that's it's it's not real yep stay away from these online scammers with buying of the puppies also Obviously, stay away from puppy mills if those still exist in your, you know, where you are, uh, you know, those storefront puppy operations. Also, um, really think about buying a puppy. And, you know, they are a lifelong. That's the real scam. Yeah, thing. Like, just know what you're getting into before you buy a puppy. Yeah. Our new segment, Drop the Subject Free Space, is next. Y'all don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject, new channel Q, 12 o'clock hour, third hour of our show. And our our new segment here that uh, we hope y'all like. We're getting some good feedback about it already. It is the drop the subject free space. We will talk about whatever you want us to talk about. Nothing is off limits for four minutes. I am James. She is Allie. And we talk for a living. And now you get to tell us what the heck we're going to talk about for a living in this drop the subject free space Every I want to take over the free oh, space. You got you got the free space. All right. The free space yeah, is Allie's today. Allie, the free space is yours. Go. Yesterday, you took it for car washes. Today, I am taking it for movie theaters. Because earlier in the show, we were talking about how AMC and Universal are going to change it up in terms of how long you have to wait uh, before you can watch something on demand after it gets released in theaters. You uh-huh. talked about how much you loved going to the movies. I and love we ran it. out of time, but I wanted to just vent about why I don't go to the movies, why uh, I never, I, I haven't in a long time, even really? though I love going. Yes, because my wife is one of the most frustrating people to go to a movie with. <laughs> I cannot oh, no. handle it anymore. The cons have far outweighed the pros. When it comes to going to the movies, she has so many concerns. Like, I've never seen someone get so stressed out about something that's supposed to be so fun and recreational and overall relaxing experience where you're sitting in these cool seats, you get snacks, sometimes you get to sneak sneak in a little... 
uh, mm-hmm. to yeah, make your movie a little more interesting. Your shoes stick to the floor. It's great. Yeah. You get to, you know, you've got, you've got 64 ounces of soda and a full bladder <laughs> and two and a half hours ahead of you. I mean, right. what's, what's a bit stressed about? What's better? All right. So then, but the first time I went to the movies with Katie before we even got married, she was like, okay, well, we need to get there early. And I was like, why? She was like, because I don't want there to be, I don't, I don't want there to be no seats. And I was like, all right, well, this movie came out like six weeks ago. So I don't think we need to worry <laughs> like, about that. We're but, good. Right. Yeah. It was like failure to launch or something. And I was like, I don't think <laughs> we need to worry about it. Also, uh, people are not watching this movie. <laughs> right. Right. Still, no one's watching that movie. Um, but we, we pull up to the window, you know, we, we park and then we go up to the window and it's like, say the movie starts at 8.05. Uh-huh. It was like 8.04. And she's like, we're going to miss it. And I'm like, we're not going to miss it. There's 20 minutes of previews. Why? Sure. Because everyone knows you don't have to get to the movie on time. You get to the movie when the movie starts. Right. Unless and you really want to see the previews. But otherwise, Unless yeah. you're a preview person. Right. 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 And sure, I can be a preview person, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about getting there a few minutes late. Because right. even though you, even if you think you're maybe going to be late, you walk in and it's like just a picture of diet soda and they're like, go to the blobby. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> and, or they have like those stupid trivia things, a movie trivia. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But Love she's those. so concerned about who's going to be in the theater, who's going to be next to us. If anybody is going to be talking, if there's a row of girl of like teenagers, uh-huh. she's constantly staring at them instead of watching the movie if there's a couple behind us if there's somebody coughing uh if 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 she's stressed about when she's going to go to the bathroom it's all of that stuff and i'm really stressed out too right she's she (laughs) has made it such a stressful experience that i'm like let's just wait for the movie to come out on demand because i can't (laughs) do it anymore you're like i don't even want to go yeah so i mean that was just me venting about movies because I think everyone's like, oh, I miss going to the movies, but I don't miss going to the movies because it was never a relaxing experience. When you have the comfort of going to your own bathroom, getting up and getting food, pausing whenever you want to, that is a luxury that now we're all so used to that when you have to actually sit there and risk missing the best two minutes of the movie while you're going to the bathroom, yeah. not all it's cracked up to be anymore. That They should just start having bathroom breaks maybe in the middle of movies, right? Just like that's <laughs> just the new pauses. thing. Yep. And it's like, dee, 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 <laughs> here's your two dee, minutes and 30 seconds. It's like frozen Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, all awesome. right, more Drop the Subject when we come back. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson, James Simmons, we thank you so darn much for listening to us today. And... Uh, we are getting out of here. I, this is just another, just sort of kind of friendly reminder. New changes, new things going on. Change is not bad. It is not scary. We embrace this. We are three hours now. And so we've had three hours of yummy, wonderful radio goodness going on here. Don't forget, if you missed anything earlier on, like which airline is going to pay for your medical expenses if you get COVID while on their airline, aha, I get a little bit crazy about some email pet peeves that we have, best workout tips for your Myers-Briggs types, all kinds of great stuff happened in the show today. You can always download the podcast, of course, just search Drop the Subject at radio.com, that's where we prefer you go, or wherever you get your podcast. Allie's rant, of course, about not being able to go to the movies with her wife anymore, because I that made me stressed, Allie. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. Welcome to my world. Super, yeah, yeah. super mega stressful. We love and appreciate you so much. Of course, our new segment, Free Space, and anything that you want us to talk about or any feedback for you have you have for the show. We always love it when you follow us at DTS Show on the Twitters and on the Instagram. We thank you so much. Yes. And tomorrow we're going to be talking to Dr. John Paul for our weekly wake up call about microaggressions. Yes. I know it's a hot button topic. Some people get all pissy about it. So we're going to do a deep dive into microaggressions with Dr. John and uh, lots more exciting stuff. The gay AMA as usual. So as James said, download that podcast and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. On the next. On the next. Drop the subject. I was sitting there on the couch with my wife. She said, what do you want to watch? And I went to oh, your recommendation. No. I trusted you. Well, that's your first mistake. And she was like, <laughs> I'm not sold, but watch it because James recommended Oh, it. We watched no. the first 10 minutes of this show and both of us didn't want to say anything and we're like trying to get into it and it was so confusing this i'm now realizing is actually a pattern <laughs> that you are the guy who recommends things that nobody likes yeah drop the subject 10 a.m to 2 p.m pacific 1 to 4 eastern on channel q